Jeep Adventure Days is going on now. Hurry in for great deals on a great selection of Jeep brand vehicles. Now get 10% below MSRP for an average of 6903 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 6903 average based on 10% below average MSRP from all 2023 Wrangler 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 10-2. Jeep is a registered trademark. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. And we are live with another episode of Adventures in Prophecy. It's going to be a great episode today. I'm excited for what the Holy Spirit has for each and every one of us right now. I'm thankful that you guys watch in, that that you even listen into Adventures in the Spirit podcast on Charisma. I've got a few things for you guys right now. There are some links about the free e-course on the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I have a firm conviction of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He blessed me. He changed and transformed my life. And I know that he could change and transform your life. So the link for the free baptism of the Holy Holy Spirit e-course on Charisma Courses is available for you. I've also got the journal, the Spirit Empowered Journal uh, link for you guys as well. I, I have this as a biblical system, a scriptural system. And then you also ask the Holy Spirit a question as to how he can highlight the scripture to you through this. So that link is provided as well. But I'm excited for our very special guest tonight. But before I jump into that, I've got one more thing, and then we'll introduce our very special guest. You want to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Do you want signs and wonders to take place through you? Do you want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover or people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Are you looking for a game-changing move of God? I believe that it begins with our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm developing the Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course I know will equip you and empower you to walk in the love and grace and power of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, know Him better. I believe that this e-course will equip you and empower you to walk in the power of God And it will benefit your church community, it will bless you and your small group. I am Jared Lasky of Fireborn Ministries.
That was the advertisement for Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course available on my website, firebornministries.com. But guys, I'm excited about today's episode. This is the week of Pentecost 2020, and I'm believing for empowerment of the Holy Spirit around the world for Pentecost 2020. And we're going to get started tonight with my very special guest, Dr. Hanisha Besant. Did I say that correctly? That's right. Hanisha Besant. That's good. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Dr. Hanisha oversees, she's actually the pastor of prophets, a pastor over the prophetic team at Dream Church. Doctor, can you uh, enlighten us? Because when I first heard that, I was like, that is very, um, that's amazing. Can you enlighten us on that? And then we'll jump into the rest of what God has for us tonight. Yes, that's kind of unique, right? The pastor over the prophetic ministry. So we have about a group of 40 people that are doing our prophetic workshops right now, uh, um, which highlight the spiritual gifts and how to activate the supernatural. The um, The final goal is to get like a prophetic presbytery and just ministers that are matured in the gifts that can minister to the body of Christ and edify the body of Christ. This is with an emphasis on, you know, what are the ethics that go behind the spiritual gifts? You know, when you're speaking to someone and giving a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, what are some of the principles of the kingdom that have to be applied to do that? So how to avoid error? You know, of course, one of the keys is to read the word of God and build foundations, but just, you know, keys to the principles of the kingdom that would keep people, you know, in the light rather than stirring to the more awkward sides of the spiritual realm that happens so often. Yeah, I love that. It's very unique and special. So Doctor, I would like to know, how did God first start talking to you? Well, I grew up um, in India for the first 16 years of my life. And um, I was born into a very conservative family, not necessarily fully Christian. My dad uh, was not a believer. My mother was a very strong believer, passionate for the Lord. We had multiple crusades that we helped organize in India with, you know, um, different evangelists and stuff. But I grew up in quite an interesting environment. The church was very prophetic that I grew up in. We had evangelists and prophets come in from the U.S. all the time and prophesying over all of us. One day I was taken aside and prayed over and said that I I was called to be a prophet. I had no clue what that meant at that age when when I was eight years old. And then I transitioned over to uh, a nation called St. Martin, which is in the Caribbean. That's where we migrated. And um, wow, the spiritual warfare there was a completely different level. Um, I was about 16 years old and I had a lot of spiritual encounters and uh, mostly to do with a lot of demonic things. But I realized later that the Lord was training me how to overcome that because that nation was so filled with, you know, witchcraft and voodoo, the occult. And, you know, I started seeing in the spirit realm really strong. And then later at the age of 25, when I was here in the U.S., um, I had come here at the age of 19. The Lord, you know, had um, just spoken to me really clearly from his word. And even as a personal encounter, I heard the, the voice of the Lord very clearly in my spirit. It was not an audible voice, but it was something that I just couldn't shake off. I knew it was the Lord. And he said, I have called you to be a prophet to the nations. My first reaction was, little uh, tongue-in-cheek I said God every second person I know here calls themselves a prophet or an apostle it's like become such a common word please please don't tell me I have to call myself a prophet please and he said look I'm going to confirm this because he said a year from now you will be ordained in the office of a prophet where the the body of Christ will welcome you into the body as a prophet and he said it's going to happen in India I had no plans of going to India 
I was I was studying here. I was a student. Home was not India anymore for me. Home was the Caribbean. So vacation came. I used to go home to the islands. So I had no clue how that was going to happen. And through a series of events, I was working at a department at Regent University, and we hosted a training seminar in India in a city called Chennai, which is South India. Nobody knows me there. So then I inquired of the Lord, hmm, if this is your way of getting me ordained, how am I supposed to go into a strange land where no one knows me and I'm ordained into the body of Christ as a prophet? That doesn't make sense. Last minute, our planes got rerouted to Mumbai, where I'm known as, you know, a minister and my ministry was known. And it just worked out where the, the an apostle there recognized me and said the Lord spoke to him very clearly, saying that he was supposed to ordain me. And I knew I had to say yes. And because the Lord had already said, this will be a sign that I've truly called you into the office of a prophet and you must accept. Don't run away from the call or the consequences would not be good. So I had to accept and walk in it. I love it. I love it. Uh, and I've been to Chennai back in the day on a mission trip. And I, I've been to Kolkata as well. Loved it. My heart is there. Man, I would love to go back one of these days. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. So when when all these things were taking place, what was the process of accepting the mantle that is on your life as a prophetess? It was not a very easy journey. You know, from a young age, I've endured a lot of rejection because I was different. And I didn't realize that I was so different and why, you know, uh, the rejection came so easy for people to just, you know, not include me in fun or not include me in their circles because it was a certain spirituality that I carried, which was intense, which was very heavy. You know, they knew that I was not the girl who was, you know, just going to jump into doing what was wrong or lie or, you know, cheat on certain things. They knew I was very straightforward, very, you know, black and white. And I always chose to do what was right. And I didn't realize that some people would find that like a torn off, like it wouldn't make them happy. I couldn't get that. It was like something very strange and alien to me because I thought that we had to be good. We had to be right. We had to walk on the path of righteousness. And I took pride in it and joy in it. And so, you know, the more I realized, the more I matured into being a Christian, I realized the spiritual warfare that was going on there. And Bill, Prophet Bill Hammond speaks about that. Dr. Bill Hammond speaks about the weed seed attitudes that try to come into a prophet's life from a very young age. And one of that is rejection. So I did endure that rejection at a very different level, you know, where I felt ostracized, not only because um, India is a secular nation, a lot of my friends were Hindus, but also at a very intimate level where I felt like I couldn't connect with people very easily that were not spiritual. And I began to question God. And, you know, in the process, Jesus became my best friend. I remember spending hours in my room, even as a young girl, just singing to the Lord and ministering to Jesus, having conversations with him, maintaining a journal. A lot of my first 16 years were weeping in the presence of God, you know, trying to figure out life and my purpose and why things were the way they were. And, you know, when things would get better, it just seemed so heavy all the time. It just seemed really heavy. And then when I went to the Caribbean, um, the Lord started giving me more relation in the spiritual realm because it was so uh, strong. The battles were so strong there. I remember seeing imps in the spirit and trying to figure out what um, they, they were, like the tormenting spirits. So that's what the Lord showed me 
uh, that we as children of God have authority over those spirits and I had to use the word. And he started teaching me how to wield the word, the sword of the spirit. And I was only 16. So I started really getting into the word of God and memorizing scriptures, memorizing the Psalms. Psalm 91 was like my cloak of protection at that time. The Lord had said to me, you leave the house, make sure you speak Psalm 91 and not just say it without understanding what it is, but he made me personalize it like I began to say I abide in the shelter of the most high God I find refuge in the shadow of the almighty you know I just really made it so personal so I knew that those promises were for me and not for some stranger in in the old testament not for just David not for some shepherd boy but it was actually for me so I just had to eat the word and make it a part of me and I grew stronger spiritually to the point where when I endured demonic attacks it was quick it was like I opened my mouth I said the word Jesus and they were gone or I said father in my heart and they just completely disappeared. And so it was knowing that the word of God inside of me was growing to be such a powerful light and such a powerful force of faith that demons would shudder. So it's kind of ironic because I my faith grew stronger watching how the demons reacted to the word of God and how they reacted to the name of Jesus, which kind of gave more credibility to the kingdom of light. <laughs> so the kingdom of darkness like just drew me deeper into the light. That's so ironic, but it's because I knew that the spiritual realm was strong. I knew that Jesus, the name of Jesus was so powerful and demons had to bow at his name. They had to, you know, submit to him. There was no other way. And that just built my faith. But when I came here and um, I was at region, the spiritual warfare got more intense to the point where um, it, it kind of switched from the supernatural to the natural, right? I saw natural manifestations, which is interesting because this area I'm sure you're aware of is very spiritually heightened. You know, the, the realm of the spirit, it's like there's something here that, that just makes things manifest in the natural way easier of this area with the Native Americans and the things that people were into, even this area in, in Virginia beach and the Hampton Roads. It's very spiritually heightened. It has a very strong spiritual heritage. And um, I remember one incident where I was speaking in tongues when I saw this dark cloud enter my room and it was really scary. And I remember getting up and switching on my light and the entire light all burst, like it shattered. It was crazy. And that just showed me that there was a lot of spiritual activity going on. And that's when the Lord started taking me into one-on-one. -on -one. It's almost like a simulation in the spirit realm where he showed me how de demons function and what the power was behind the name of Jesus and what it really means to bind them in the spiritual realm and what it means to loose that which is of God and bind that which is of the enemy and loose people from the captivity of the enemy. So it was like a process. There were days I, I prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I had like 21 day fast very regularly. I prayed and fasted for three days. So it was like a lot of fat praying and fasting during those times where God was building me up and building the foundation inside of me so that I knew what to do with the, the spiritual realm because it was so heightened everywhere I went. Yeah, I love that. So tonight you felt it was on your heart to share keys to supernatural living. What are some of these keys that you believe that we need as believers to dismantle the enemy, to prophesy? What is it that the Holy Spirit has deeply revealed to you in dreams and visions? Right. So keys to the supernatural. You know, there are so many principles in the kingdom of God that when you really have faith in it, 
and apply it, you see the results and sometimes they're instantaneous and it's amazing. But I would say one basic key that Jesus speaks about throughout his word is having faith. And it's not just any faith, it's childlike faith. It's faith that does not necessarily question, you know, I mean, you have to question the validity. It has to add up with the word of God. It has to match with the word of God, what the word is saying. But say if tomorrow Jesus says, I want you to pray to that mountain, be moved, you know, it's not a series of questioning, right? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, right, that mountain's gonna move. And I wonder how it's going to happen. Will someone come and, you know, blow it apart? And, you know, will it be blown into smithereens or will it grow legs and walk into the sea? How is it going to happen? So I learned that you never question the how of faith. You know, you trust the Lord enough to give the Holy Spirit complete freedom in order yeah. to manifest what faith has to do. So faith, you know, just having that faith and stirring up that faith. And a key of how to stir that faith up, of course, the Bible speaks about we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb the word of our testimony, you know, the word of our testimony, what God has done for us, what he has brought us through and the things that he is going to take us to in the promises from his scripture, believing in it without doubting it because his words will never go void. So that the word of our testimony, even what has happened in the past and what is to come based on scripture, because you believe in the promises of God is an essential key to see the supernatural manifest. So there was a time when, you know, I used to uh, struggle with certain things in my life because people would say things that were mean or people would say things that might have seemed true in the natural. Let's take, for instance, math. Okay, I was really bad or not as good in math compared to other areas in my life when I was growing up. And I started to take it to heart. And then suddenly the Lord said, no, I don't want you to believe in the lie of the enemy that you're bad at math. Test me in this and see. He said, the absolute truth is that you have the mind of Christ. And I need you to believe in that absolute truth. Now, fast forward to today, I actually teach statistics. I teach business statistics. I have an MBA and math comes very easy for me. It's because I actually trusted in the word of God. I remember around that time, my mother had given me a little booklet on the prayer of Jabez. And she said, read this and empower yourself with this. And there was a testimony. I can't remember the name of the author of that book, but he said that he had horrible a horrible time remembering things. His memory had lapses and he remembered praying the prayer of Jabez and he remembered that he could just read things and suddenly the Lord blessed him with photographic memory. And I got that. I got that in the spirit. I said, God, if you did that for him, I know you can do that for me. So I applied my childlike faith and I said, God, I need that for my math. And boom, it's like I just started flourishing. I started getting like over a hundred percent after that i just got it it was like a divine download from the heavenlies that i got it i just got math it's like it was a language that i suddenly started speaking so you know i think a lot of times christians cut themselves short because they don't understand the power of the mind of christ jesus died on the cross for us so that we could inherit everything every good thing amongst the saints the riches that are in store for us in the heavenlies, if we only ask, if we only ask with faith, we will receive it without any doubt, without any concerns, without any skepticism or bit our minds to with the mind of Christ we can get if we ask the Lord. I love that. That is so good. Um, what, are, what are some other keys that you think we need, maybe even especially for this area? We're, we're in the Hampton Roads community, Virginia Beach area. You mentioned some things earlier. What are some keys for us to walk in supernatural living right here and also to, let's see, uh, how, I'm kind of struggling with the words right now, maybe get rid of the darkness in order to see more of the light in this community. That's good. 
so there is high level warfare in this place for sure. And, um, you know, love, it sounds very simple in the natural. It sounds so, so simple, but really love is the only way we can conquer this warfare that's going on here and understanding truly the heart of God. What does love look like in the natural when we apply the heart of the father? You know, the Lord has really been highlighting the concept of agape love. And what does it mean? It's a choice. Agape love is a choice. And, you know, how do you choose to love a brother or sister in weakness? How do you choose to love them in strength? You know, what does it mean to have the boundaries without snubbing someone or without, you know, ostracizing someone? What does it mean to really reach out to your brother or sister if you have to give them a word of correction? What does it look like? And just like tuning into the stream of the new covenant rather than engaging in the old covenant law, which speaks about if you disobey God, you will die. You know, if, if you, because the wages of sin is death. But then where does Jesus come into that? And I've I've seen a lot of people here in this area struggle with that. They struggle with legalism. They struggle with re uh, religiosity. And they struggle to understand the love of Father. They've not understood the Father's heart. They've not understood how Father, you know, loves his children and wants to see them grow. The Spirit of God is not competitive. The Holy Spirit is not competitive. And so when people try to get competitive against each other, I, I feel that it hurts the Holy Spirit, it grieves the heart, it grieves the process of the supernatural manifestations that need to happen. Even as we are praying for revival in this area, yes, and I've, we've spoken about this, unity is important, but what does unity truly look like, which is healthy, which is not soulish, which is not being a yes man and permitting things to happen? Because if we read the past uh, history of revivals, things go wrong when everything is permitted things go wrong in the name of you let's be bound together with cords of love and unity so what does healthy boundaries look like and you, you know it's impossible for us as humans to completely understand that strategy unless we are connected to holy spirit so each day i would i take take it intentionally upon myself to ask the holy spirit how do i love so and so you know if this warfare is coming to a certain person or it's coming to a certain situation what can i do as a as a vessel of love so that I can minister love because love is the most powerful force. I mean, when Jesus did some of his most powerful miracles, right? His heart was filled with compassion so that love, it's not like I am glorifying love because God says he is love. He says he is light. And so love is extremely important and it's godly love. It's not the kind of new age love that people like to speak about. It's not a diluted form of, you know, everything goes hippie kind of love. No, this is the concept of father's love. What is right? What is wrong? Maintaining righteousness and the fruits of the spirit. How do the fruits look? You know, how does joy look? How does righteousness look? How does integrity look in today's day and age? I mean, those are the things that are going to prepare the way for the fullness of the manifestation of God's glory in this place. You know, we are praying for revival. We are praying for the glory realm to be unleashed in this place. But God is asking us the question, when I release the glory, will you be good stewards of my glory? Will you be able to steward what I have released? Because of often times it's it's unfortunate that the spirits of darkness come and take advantage of the power that we are we are basically empowered with during these times they come and take advantage of that because you must have heard of the saying power corrupts power has the complete power to corrupt and so if our hearts are not in the right place if our spirits are not in the right place we are not connected to the branch then it can be really dangerous which is why i believe that the revival that we've been praying
praying for is staring because to prepare our souls, to prepare our spirits to receive that kind of power and breakthrough that we are praying for so that the revival can be sustained, so that it's not just one season or two seasons of revival, but it's something that can have fruitfulness in the land, something that can, you know, look like a, a, something beautiful and sustainable. So God is not just a God of shooting. You've probably heard of that too. I mean, shooting stars, they burn for a season and then they burn out boom he wants to create something that's constant because this revival is going to usher in the end times i'm sure that people connected in the spirit are sensing that very heavily this is the end times assurance of the true you know the glory of the bride of christ and what's that going to look like and how is that going to be sustained and god is concerned about that so right now a key to that revival a key to invite that a key to fight against the darkness in this realm is working on our own fruits tilling the soils of our hearts praying, fasting, reflecting before God, being in constant repentance, not in condemnation, but allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us and knowing what we can do better, what kind of humility we can apply in our lives because he, he exalts those who humble themselves before him. And if we want to see this nation exalted, if we want to see this area exalted, what does humility look like? You know, what does servanthood look like? Not just for us, but even for our communities and even for the leaders in this place, what does it look like? And it doesn't have to be a shallow concept of servanthood where you're just like slaving away and working with the sweat of your brow. And some people have oversimplified it. And that's why I missed the mark of what God is trying to do through the concept of humility. You know, humility is an attitude of the heart humility reflects in how you treat your brother and sister humility reflects in an attitude of yes i will do everything in my power to help you because the word of god says do not withhold good to those who good is if you have the power to do good and if the person deserves good and so if you judge someone they're not worthy of goodness that is it doesn't even sound right you know everyone is worthy of mercy everyone's worthy of goodness you know because of jesus's finished work on the cross so what is our role in doing good to those around us and a lot of their own silos and you know political issues around them and is revival gonna come through that no the lord is gonna actually uproot weed out all the political stuff that's going on in this area things that are you know holding back leaders in their own personal lives and he's going to bring a revival of the heart before revival is unleashed that we would steward his glory in the manner that he requires it to steward be stewarded i love it this is uh, okay this is the holy spirit this is the holy spirit uh everything that you've got to say is wow it's it's incredibly it's so much to unpack and this is stemming from your intimacy with jesus this is stemming from your intimacy with jesus i've got two questions uh, this is going to go a little longer than originally planned. I think we got, you know, we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit has for us tonight. But how do you equip people to hear the voice of God? So the, the hearing the voice of God has to be rooted in reading the word of God, because, you know, his voice, what you hear in the spirit realm is never going to contradict what the word of god says so i always encourage people to study the word of god and it can't just be a superficial reading of the word of god the word of god is the revelation of the heart of the father and you have to understand that god is good you know that is the basic principle god is good god is sovereign there is no other you know power that's sovereign over him he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords and he controls it all so yes everything is in his control but we as 
human beings have our parts to play because he's given us that power over this earth to be his eyes, to be his hands, to be his feet. And what does it look like? And so we understand our role when we understand our purpose. It's easier to hear the voice of God and train ourselves to listen to the heart of the spirit. And so once we get to understand that God is not a benign tyrant or sitting on a seat in heaven to torment us or to accuse us or to judge us or is withholding communication from us because he enjoys us sweating, sweating it out for a while and, you know, just uh, have, you know, some people have that weird concept of the father, like he likes to laugh at his children. No, that's not the case. You know, he wants to communicate to us. He's always communicating to us. A healthy relationship, the basics of a healthy relationship is communication. And so when yes. people you know, understand that and when they grasp that faith, that activates the capacity in them to hear from God. It's all about faith. Again, it's down to basics. It's faith. It's hearing the word of God. It's eating the word of God, understanding kingdom principles and knowing that God is not going to withhold information from you when you ask. Because Jesus said that my sheep can hear my voice. They recognize me when I call. And so we are his sheep. That's it. We can hear his voice. All we have to do is have faith that we can. I love it. Now, tonight we're kicking off the week for Pentecost 2020. And I want to know how you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to pray for an activation. You and I are going to pray for an activation for people out there to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but also for anybody and everybody to be filled with the Holy Spirit during that time. So how are you filled with the Holy Spirit? So I was filled with the Holy Spirit before I was water baptized. So a little, a little twist right there. And I was in Indonesia. I have an aunt there that prayed for me, and that's when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I really, really, really wanted it. But the first encounter that I had, I only got like two words, and I was a little disappointed. But the Lord spoke to me immediately, and he said, wait, I'm going to give you more as you spend more time with me in my presence. He didn't want it just to be like, you know, okay, I can speak in tongues and that's it he wanted me to take him out about it and spend time in his presence and the flow came in the more i spent time with him it just hit after that it just hit and the more i would just sing prophetically to the, the spirit of god the more i would minister to him it would just flow even more and more and that's how it happened that's awesome so we're wanting to do an activation for the baptism of the holy spirit the holy spirit changed and transformed my life powerfully he is the most amazing person I know. Jesus is too, God the Father. But this is a divine moment. So if there's anybody out there right now needing to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're, I'm going to have Dr. Hanisha pray. And then we're going to see what the Holy Spirit has for you. But while she's praying, I want to encourage everybody who's watching whether you're at home, wherever you're watching, you know, to, if you have a spiritual prayer language, start praying in that, start praying in that out loud. And then for those who um, are asking to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you may feel it coming up from out of you. May, you may hear it in your spiritual ears. You may even see it in your mind. And it might be one syllable or two syllables or multiple words, but you start speaking that out. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. You start praising Jesus. The spirit enables you as you do the speaking. So you take that step of faith and you do the speaking. So come Holy Spirit. So doctor, will you please activate this time to start praying for the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Come Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, your word says that when we ask, we shall receive a God and the baptism of the spirit of God is something that we are asking for right now, Lord, in faith of God. I pray, Father, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to strike the hearts of people, to strike this inner man, the spiritual man of people, oh God, in their innermost bellies, oh God name of Jesus, oh God, I release the fire of the Holy Spirit, oh God, the baptism of the Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues, of oh God. And I thank you, Father Lord, that you withhold nothing good from those whom you love. So I thank you, it is your heart, of oh God, for people to be baptized. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that there is nothing that's between them and you that would be a barrier, oh God, but they will freely receive from you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel the fire of the Holy Spirit right now all over me, and I thank you, Lord, that he's released that fire right now people that are really wanting and desiring the activation of the gift the baptism of the holy spirit yes. holy spirit is a gift god has given us the holy spirit as a gift and being baptized with the holy spirit is in a is a gift in itself and the evidence of speaking tongues speaking in tongues is so important because it's your prayer language the bible also compares it to the language of angels what a privilege we have to share in that so father i just thank you for that god and i thank you for pouring out your spirit and we say more lord more overflow in the more. name of jesus overflow overflow in jesus name thank you god yes in the name of jesus holy spirit blow holy spirit yes. if you have the the spiritual prayer language start speaking that in that right now start praying in tongues start praying in the spirit holy spirit fall on everybody who's asking to be filled with the holy spirit guys if you're being filled with the holy spirit you might you might yes. feel it you might feel a fire in you you might sense it. You, you're feeling it welling up. You might have those words flowing from out of you. Start speaking in that prayer language in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name. Oh, there you are, Holy Spirit. Go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're being baptized in the Holy Spirit, keep speaking those words out over and over yes. again. It's one syllable, two syllables, three. It might be a phrase. Keep repeating that in the name of Jesus. There it is. And then switch to English and thank Jesus for it. Thank Jesus for it. Thank you, Jesus. Now switch back to the, that prayer language in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Guys, you might be, be still being filled with the Holy Spirit or, or you, you keep praying in tongues. Keep praying in the Spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There you go. More, Lord. More. Another wave. Doctor, doctor, you need to pray for another wave. Pray for another wave. Yes, Lord. More, Lord, more of your fire, God. Your winds and your fire. I pray that you would release the winds that takes the fire, oh God, and activates it across. I just see like a huge swirl of fire going across. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for more. Stir up the fire. Stir it up, oh God. Stir it up. The Lord is showing me that some of you are feeling a stirring in your stomach. In your stomach. Let it out. Let it out. Let it flow from your innermost bellies. Let it flow. Let it flow out. Thank you, Jesus. Let the rivers come forth. Let the streams come forth. Just surrender your tongue to the Holy Spirit. Yield it. It may just feel like a few words forming on your, your tongues. It may feel like a hallelujah or a praise the Lord and, and your tongues are tied. Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it flow. Yield to the Holy Spirit.
Holy Spirit, give your tongue to the Holy Spirit, give him permission to take over your tongue so that you can just go for it and you will see that you'll start soaring in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More God. Yeah, yeah. Some of you are feeling electricity right now all around you. Just receive it. Receive the impartation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. We say yes. We say yes. Yes, Lord. I release faith right now. Faith in the name of Jesus. If you think you're not worthy of receiving, I break that lie in the name of Jesus. I release faith right now. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith to receive. Faith to speak. Faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, I don't want to spoil the moment. Just continue to worship Jesus in that new prayer language. Continue to soak in the presence of the Holy Spirit and then pray in that language every day. Every day. It it might start with small little words, but just like a baby eventually learns how to speak and have a language, you know, that's that's tongues. You start with something small or a small phrase and you keep praying in that every day over and over again and you develop that prayer language. This is Pentecost 2020, the week of Pentecost 2020. And I'm going to be having more live streams this week. Even Tuesday, I've got Elizabeth Time Fook and Bishop Bill Hammond Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Join in for that, guys. We've got, there's going to be more streams. I'm, I'm trying to do a whole lot more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit this week. Continue to pray in tongues every day. Spend time in the presence of Jesus. Doctor, what is the best way that people can get a hold of you if they want more questions or if they have questions for you? Sure. They can message me on Facebook or even uh, I have an email. The simple one is hannybesant at gmail.com. They can email me at uh, that email or um, just, again, Facebook is probably easier. So that's a good way of getting to me. Awesome. And then a mutual friend of ours had posted on here. Then I put on it that your church, you're part of Dream Church. You're the pastor to prophets. You're the prophets. <laughs> but you have a Monday night spiritual gifts activation course. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so right now, the spiritual gifts is on a Wednesday night and we have five full ministry Monday nights. But soon you'll be merging again when we meet in person on Monday nights. Yes. Awesome. Guys, that was Dr. Hanisha Basant of Dream Church, the pastor to prophets of Dream Church. She's a prophet herself. If you were baptized with the Holy Spirit or refilled with the Holy Spirit or even healed during this broadcast, message us at firebornministries.com or email me, jared at firebornministries.com. Direct message, you, you name it. There's all kinds of ways to communicate. But Dr. Hanisha, thank you so very much. And here's our mutual friend Roberta with your email. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Dr. Hanisha. Thank you so very much, guys. We bless you. We love you. This was Adventures in Prophecy with Jared Lasky. Join in on Tuesday at 3 p.m. as well. And please feel free to share this broadcast because I believe that people were baptized with the Holy Spirit during this time, but also people can watch it later and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because there is no distance between time and space. God is infinite. People watching now were filled and people watching later will be filled in Jesus name. Dr. Hanisha, do you have one last encouraging, maybe even a prophetic word for our, our listeners? Oh, I apologize. We got, Enough. do you have, there you go. You're back. Do you have one prophetic word for our listeners? Uh, could you repeat that again? It's a little yeah. scratchy. 
Yeah. Um, do you have a prophetic word or a word of encouragement for our listeners right before we go? Yes, yes. As we were praying earlier for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I just saw that uh, there was a whirlwind of fire coming upon the listeners. And, and some of you are getting healed even right now. I feel the healing power the healing ministry of the holy spirit was released and he's just releasing that and it's not just for back aches or stomach aches it's actually deep healing in the soul areas and even that will manifest in the physical because a lot of times your healing is bound in the soulish realm and so right now i just remove that barrier in the name of jesus and i pray that the lord will release the full flow of the holy spirit into your body so you will see the manifested miracle the manifested healing inside your body all over your body in the name of and I also see the anointing to break addictions being released right now in the name of Jesus. If you're struggling with an addiction, if you're struggling with smoking or any other addiction, the Lord is just releasing the anointing to break the yoke. I literally see the Holy Spirit going forth and the angels being released and striking the yoke on some of your necks. And the Lord is breaking that burden off of you in the name of Jesus. So just receive it by faith. And for the who, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And you are free henceforward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you so much, Doctor, for being on Adventures in Prophecy. Guys, please feel free to share this. In Jesus' name, be a blessing. Other people will hear Dr. Hanisha's story of how she was called in the prophetic ministry, and people will receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Dr. Hanisha, thank you so very much for being part of Adventures in Prophecy. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit.